0: welcome aboard the passport to manifest podcast this is your captain melanie gara speaking fasten your seat belts as i take you on a journey through some big mindset shifts and deep dive into all things manifestation and spirituality if you are someone who loves to travel dreams of a life with more freedom fun and wealth this podcast is your passport to manifest it all Hello and welcome to this new and improved version of the podcast. I am so excited to be back here talking to you, making these episodes, because honestly, looking back, it really felt like I was having a conversation with you, and I miss that so much. And I know that when you're on the other side as a listener, you also do feel like you are in a conversation. It's just the weirdest thing that we actually both feel that way. But I mean weird in a very cool way, because we both get to feel like we connect with each other. And that is such a cool thing, right? That we're able to connect at this deeper level through the magic of technology. So we're gonna jump right into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is imposter syndrome. That is what we are talking about today. And I'm gonna give you three ways to conquer that little feeling That little voice that tells you you're not good enough to do that, you're not good enough to ask for that. Are you crazy? Who do you think you are? First of all, let's normalize these thoughts because we all have them. Even the most successful person that you look up to has probably had these thoughts and feelings come up like a hundred times. Because honestly, when you master or conquer your imposter syndrome in one area of your life, it will show up in another. How this recently showed up for me is back in January or yeah, I think it was the end of January. I decided I was pivoting. I was switching my path. I had been on a two-year path to doing coaching, which did not work out. And if you listen to my previous episodes before this one, you'll probably hear a little bit about what I used to offer. But anyway, when I switched paths, one of the things that the new things that I was going to have to do if I wanted to score collabs with hotels, so basically offer them to create content in exchange for a free stay or something like that or even paid collabs in the future, I was going to have to send emails basically pitching myself and telling them how my skills could, bring, could be of value to them and to be honest <laughs> the first time that i got ready to send an email so the typing part wasn't terrible right but when i filled out the recipient line with the hotel's email address and then i put the subject and then i pasted the email into the body of the of the page i had the hardest time pressing send i would read the email over and over like 20 times to make sure that i didn't misspell anything that i didn't say anything that doesn't apply to them oh my gosh like i just i was really just like buying myself time And once I knew that the email was ready to go, I kid you not, I had the hardest time clicking the send button. I was like screaming, (laughs) like I'm not even making this up. I was like, Like, I was getting ready to jump off a cliff or something. It was terrifying. And I was cussing. Like, I was laughing at myself for feeling this way, right? And for acting this way. And I'm like, thank God these people are not looking at me (laughs) behind the screen. And they have no idea, like, what's really gone on behind this professional email. Because I'm dying over here. And so I, you know, I hit send felt like I jumped off a cliff. I wanted to go hide for three days and never come out again. But as I started doing it more and more, it started getting easier. Once I was like 10, 15, 20 emails in, then it felt like, you know, okay, this is just another thing. It it was no longer scary. It was no longer, who the hell do you think you are, Melanie, to ask for a free two three night stay at a hotel especially at this hotel you know with the level of skill you have or the number of followers that you have like those thoughts didn't pass through my mind anymore because I had done it so much and I had stepped out of my comfort zone so many times so I conquered it in that area right and and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna share with you later what were the the things that helped me to conquer that fear and that imposter syndrome and to finally send the emails. But before I get there, I wanted to share with you how even though I conquered it in this area, it didn't mean it went away forever. So to give you a little background, I have been feeling called to do sound healing as in to play the crystal sound bowls for people and lead them in sound healing meditations for months now. At first, I thought that I was just feeling called to be in a sound healing meditation, but once I witnessed it and felt it and went on that journey myself, I was still obsessed with the crystal sound bowls, and I wanted to get my own, and I was like, oh, imagine what, what it would be like if I played it for myself. I would play it all, like, maybe not all day, but <laughs> I felt like I would play it all day and multiple times a day just to give myself a little bit of that sound medicine. And then I had this daring thought. I was like, what if I played them for people? And what if I like sang along or not sang along, but like harmonized with the crystal bowls? I was like, is that even a thing? Does anyone do that? So I pulled up like, um, since I don't have any crystal sound bowls, I went on YouTube to look for someone who was playing like just one crystal sound bowl at a time so i pulled up like the heart chakra one and i just started singing whatever notes came to me and i was like whoa how am i suddenly like beautifully harmonizing with this sound bowl which normally i feel like i struggle if i if i listen to a song i struggle to find the harmony if i don't already know it so it's like some people have the natural ability to find the harmony to any note or any any like melody line that you give them. Well, that's not one of my talents, but when the sound bowl was playing, basically the notes that came to my mind, was literally I felt like I was I was hearing what I was supposed to sing and what note would come next and it all sounded so good. And I was like, whoa, my heart, like, I would love to do this. I I need a soundable in my life now. And so like my desire and my urgency just became greater to the point that, I don't know, I just can't stop thinking about it. And you know, when you can't stop thinking about something, that's a really good sign that that is, you know, your next step, your next move, what you are supposed to do. So a few weeks ago, I attended someone's sound healing meditation. And while we were there, she announced that she was actually moving to another state altogether. And so I was like, oh my gosh, is this a sign for me? Because I feel like a door just opened almost. I was excited, but at the same time nervous because I was like, girl, who, who are you? You don't even own a set of crystal sound bowls. So, you know, what are you, what do you have to offer? Really? You've never done this before, but anyway, I let the idea just kind of like simmer. And this past week I was like, I have to reach out. I have to shoot my shot. I have to try. And part of me wanted to make an excuse as to why I should not reach out yet. Because I wasn't quite ready yet, right? A lot of us want to wait until we're 100% ready to do something or 100% qualified. And what disqualified me is that I don't own one single crystal bowl yet, right? I could buy that at any time. I haven't because they are very pricey. And, you know, if it's just for me, I can wait. But if it would be for other people that I would play, then I would go ahead and make the investment. So that disqualified me what other what also disqualified me is that I had never performed this for other people or not performed but done any sound healing and not that you have to have the experience or the or certifications to do it or anything like that when it comes to sound healing because it's something that is very intuitive. I remember hearing something very empower empowering that's not a word empowering. From Christina Linnae, who goes by the Blonde Priestess on Instagram. She is the one who leads my uh, cacao ceremonies that I always attend, like, every month. And if you follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen me share a tidbit of that But something that you don't get to see from those ceremonies is that we always head back to the salt cave, we lay down, she leads us through a meditation, and then she grabs her drum and she plays it in different patterns around and on top of each person depending on what she feels each person needs. And I remember one time she said something along the lines of she doesn't judge herself for, you know, not playing a perfect rhythm or pattern because it's not about that, right? She just allows her intuition to let her play whatever comes to her and she trusts that that is good. That is what that person needs. So that was wonderful to hear. And it definitely helped me in my moments of having major imposter syndrome when I was getting ready to pitch the idea of me playing crystal sound bowls and singing along and harmonizing with them or doing what I call channeled singing to the very salt cave that I attend. Like, these weren't strangers, right? So when I was sending the emails to those hotels, at least I could tell myself, well, these people don't know me and they're, you know, never going to see me if they say no. But I see these people all the time. (laughs) And so it was a whole nother level of terrifying to get myself to type this email. But like I said, there was a part of me that really wanted to do it and there was another part of me that was like fighting me like no (laughs) no girl you need to wait until you're more qualified and I didn't allow that part that said to wait to win so I went ahead and typed up the email and once again sending it was like jumping off that cliff all over again wanting to hide throw my phone my laptop in the river like I was being such a drama queen I was like texting my husband like I'm gonna throw my phone the laptop and myself <laughs> in the river and I, I say the river because there's actually a river right in front of our apartment <laughs> but yeah I was obviously exaggerating but I was just it was so scary i didn't want to check my email to see if they had responded because i didn't want to see what they said and as time passed from the moment that i had sent it i did not feel any better any more confident i actually felt worse i was like what the hell did you just do the imposter syndrome kicked in like over time And fast forward to when I got a response later that day, I think it was like that evening. So the response wasn't negative. It was actually not a no, but there had been someone who had already asked before me. And then she asked if if I had a video of me kind of playing the bowls and singing along with them, which I totally understand. Obviously, if somebody says that they're going to sing um you want to make sure that they do and that they can sing and she had also brought up someone who already does what i mentioned not in my local area but on instagram and so i was like oh my god i know that the moment i look this person up i'm going to watch their video and i'm gonna be like i am nothing like this person like they're so much better and um my husband was like no babe, you are unique, you have something to offer. I was like, thank you, (laughs) so kind of you to say, he loves me. But that is actually what happened. So I listened to it and not that I felt like, oh my gosh, they're so much better and I can never be like them, but it was definitely different. So the kind of channeled singing that they did with the sound bowls was more like some language that isn't spoken in the world like some other you know unknown language because it kind of felt like they were saying certain syllables and that is not what i do when i sing it's just more like a vowel um sometimes different ones if i feel like playing around with different vowels but it's more about the sound not so much about what i'm saying okay so the making of the video i was like absolutely not i i let myself get some sleep and the following morning i was like yeah no we're just gonna pretend i never sent that email and i'm just not gonna reply (laughs) so that was the decision i made on day one on day two i woke up and one of the first thoughts that i have was okay melanie you can do this just record the video today you do this all the time like i record myself singing so it's not anything new and you got this And then after I was more awake, I was like, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. And what's funny is I like continued receiving signs that day that I should do it to the point that I got like a little aggressive. So the first thing was like very gentle. I opened up Instagram and I think one of the first stories that I saw was somebody talking about how... The first thoughts that you have when you wake up, um, if they're like something about what you should do or you should what you feel like doing, they're the most pure thoughts and that you should follow them, right? Because that is like what your soul needs. And I was like, oh, fine. <laughs> but then again, later on, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. I was literally like wrestling with myself back and forth, like, yes, no, I'm not. Yes, I am, no, I'm not. <laughs> And then that afternoon, I was listening to the Spiritual Shit podcast, which I love to listen to. And the episode was an episode where the host is channeling some messages from like some entity that she feels has a message for like the collective. So for all of us. And how crazy is it that that episode that I listened to on this day is one where she's saying that this spirit that she's channeling very, or this energy, I should say, not spirit, is very much like, it was a little bit like, it had a little bit of an attitude. And at one point, she was like, unsure if it was like, like an energy of the highest good, like she had to ask it because of the way that, that this energy was speaking it wasn't like super gentle it was like you need to wake the f up and like step your game up because you are so powerful and you have all these gifts and you need to like put them to work etc etc and it was kind of like you know it's like some like your coach like being like wake up get to work, you've got work to do. And it was just like, okay, like a kick in the butt basically to get the video done. So as soon as I got back home from my walk, I was like, fine, I will do it. Just (laughs) leave me alone. Like I will get it done. And I finally did. So that just goes to show that you can conquer your imposter syndrome in one place, but it will still show up in another as you step out more and more of your comfort zone. As you do new uncomfortable things, you will have to, you know, play with that ego and like wrestle with it and convince yourself to just go ahead and do it and remind yourself you have done this before. You can do it again and it's not going to be as bad as, you know, that little voice keeps telling you. So here are three ways that I conquer my imposter syndrome and that will hopefully help you to conquer it as well. The first thing that I do, and this is kind of like the first step, right? There's levels to it because if one step doesn't work, then I move on to the other one. So the first thing that I start out with is asking myself, would it really be that bad if... I put myself out there and these people think, oh my God, she's crazy. Or would it be worse to totally miss out on the opportunity because I counted myself out first? What would be worse? It would be worse to miss out on the opportunity, right? Especially if it's something that I'm so passionate about and excited about and like it's my whole dream and part of my vision and my goal. You know, I if I really badly want this, if like with the crystal sound bowls, right? Yes, I was freaking terrified and I felt not qualified enough, but it's been something that I've been literally daydreaming about for months. So it would be worse for me to to not ever shoot my shot at all. And to not ever have it have done it, right? To look back and be like, oh my gosh, I could have done it and I never got to, then possibly getting rejected right if i get rejected by this one person that's okay okay i put myself out there once now i can do it again right and there will be someone who will say yes because that is how it works you've got to get through the no's in order to get to the yeses and a quote that i want to share with you that goes in line with this tip i saw it on a post on instagram somewhere and i thought it was an amazing I think it was a comment actually on a post and I was like, yes, preach. Um, This person said, let others count you out but never count yourself out. And I could not agree more. If there is anyone in this world who should be on your side, who should always have your back no matter what and who should always believe yourself, it is you. No one else but you. And if you can't give yourself that, then... You know, I don't know. Like, we've got to work on it. Because, yes, it's hard. And maybe right now you aren't your biggest believer. Let's work on it, right? It doesn't mean it it stays that way and you're screwed. Like, you just got to maybe do some healing around that. So when that one doesn't work and it's not enough and I still can't get over my fear of making people cringe, then I challenge myself to embrace the cringe. And I call upon one of my favorite phrases ever that I have heard on TikTok. So it's like an actual TikTok audio that goes, let them cringe. Let them fucking cringe. And those are the most powerful words I have ever heard and used as an affirmation for when I am feeling an imposter syndrome. Uh, Because most of the time, it is based around, oh my gosh, what are people gonna think when they see me on video, when they hear me speak, when they see my pictures, whatever it is, right? And to say, you know what? Let them cringe. Like if they cringe, great. I, I welcome it. I allow it. I embrace it. Like how freaking powerful is that? Like what an awesome narrative shift, right? Funnily enough, one of the messages that the host of the Spiritual Shit Podcast that I mentioned earlier when she was like channeling a message from this entity, uh, one of the things that this entity said through her was that we are in an era of embracing the cringe and it is for a reason because we are all being called to step the hell up, activate our gifts, and put them to good use. If that isn't a synchronicity right there, I don't know what is. But seriously, it's true because I don't know if you're on the same side of TikTok that I am, but a lot of the videos that I see more and more, especially since that one audio came out, more and more people are talking about just embracing being cringe and just going for it. Like, who cares? And it feels really good to know that that is the mentality that we're all you know at the same time collectively embracing because it makes you not feel alone like I know that me sharing how cringy I am being and feeling and daring to be it's gonna help you a lot right when it comes to when it's your turn to do something that is scary for you and out of your comfort zone and that you're that you feel like it's gonna be cringy Now, if I've tried all that and I am still wrestling with my imposter syndrome, then the next thing I do is I channel the audacity of men. And if you're a woman, you know exactly what audacity I'm referring to. It does not need an explanation. It's not a coincidence that a study revealed that men apply for a job when they only meet 60% of the qualifications versus women who will only apply if they feel they meet 100% of the qualifications. I mean, doesn't that just make you angry? Like these men really are out here shooting their shot when they only have a little over half of the qualifications. Meanwhile, there is probably women out there who meet 75 to 80% of the qualifications who are counting themselves out and not getting the job over men who are less qualified, but than them because they counted themselves out well no more ladies see i turn that anger right channel that audacity that they have and use it for my good use it for empowerment i think to myself why am i having these thoughts Why am I having the thoughts that I'm not good enough for this, that I'm not qualified enough for this? A man would not be thinking the same. He would shoot his shot anyway. That is what they do. That is what they are taught to do since they are kids. The man grows up to be the one expected to make the first move when he likes someone, right? To ask them out. Meanwhile, women are taught to wait around for the invitation, and making the first move, what? That is inconceivable, that would be too bold of us. See, they have been practicing this all of their lives, so of course, when it comes to shooting their shot in a different area of life, in their business, with opportunities, et cetera, they've already got the experience. They already know that they don't have to feel 100% qualified or confident to do it, right? It's just something that they've been practicing all along, all, all their life. Then of course it's easier to do it. Of course they have the audacity. So ladies, it is time to channel that audacity and use it for your own good. And I will now get off my soapbox. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Um, I am very passionate about that last one. And it usually does the trick. Like It usually gets me to stop thinking about all these negative things about myself and why I'm not qualified enough and just completely switches my perspective. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and that you got something valuable out of it. And if you did, feel free to let me know by sharing a screenshot of this podcast episode on Instagram and tagging me on it. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I am so excited to be having more conversations like this with you. I will talk to you soon.